Now with us in studio are four students from the Ursuline College in Sligo, uh, Ella Joyce and Ava Pastor, Alex Scott and Lucy Lamb. Uh, and they're here for, well, sort of different reasons because first Ella and Ava took part in the recent BT Young Scientists exhibition in Dublin and they'll talk a little bit about their particular project. And uh, Lucy and Alex are involved in the CANSAT project uh, and challenge which we'll hear about more. A very, very interesting challenge to put it very mildly. Uh, and Ava and Elle actually were on the Late Late Show a couple of weeks ago to talk about their Young Scientist project. Welcome to you all uh, and thanks very much for joining us. And, and we'll start with you, Ella. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Ava, uh, thanks for joining. So, tell us about your project, which involved stimming. Now, stimming is uh, a complete mystery to me. What is stimming, first of all? So, stimming is basically it's basically fidgeting. Do you ever you know play with your fingers or click a pen or kind of doodle? Yeah, I'm doing it now, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the stimming. Yeah, everybody yeah. does it all the time, but it's okay. more prevalent in maybe people with autism like I have autism myself and yeah. I might do quite big stims like I'd flap my hands or I'd rock back and forth and stuff yeah yeah. but that um, might be seen as disruptive or weird which is not really fair for the person who needs to do it because it's like um, like breathing more or less they have to do it yeah because we wanted to as part of our BT Young Scientist project we wanted to do something on stimming mm-hmm. and so we read a load of studies and all these studies said like yeah. theoretically that stimming was helpful for concentration but um, no one had actually you know proven it so we were like right we're going to get we're going to get hard data on this yeah. mm-hmm. how do you go about that how do you go about proving well, well, it uh, we needed something that measured brain waves and um, our teacher mr carlin just happened to have something just that could do to that have one, luckily yeah okay. and so um, what we did was we sat um, a bunch of students down and we got them to do a really mundane task. Um, they like, were writing out a passage from a book, just like no movement at all. Yeah. yeah, and they weren't allowed to stim, fidget, anything. They just had to sit and do the thing. And um, and we measured their brainwaves. And like the we measured the gamma and beta brainwaves. And they were kind of, they were average, you know. But when, um, when they were allowed to stim while doing this mundane task, they're like gamma and beta brainwaves actually spiked a lot, yeah, so they actually improved. Gamma and beta brainwaves are the concentration yeah. brainwaves. So you so measured yeah. um, you, you measured how the brainwaves differ them and them to exactly, circumstances. Yeah. And it okay. proved for us that stimming is essential for concentration. And see, so yeah. the whole point of our project was obviously to prove that stimming is important, yeah. but also to like we're doing here, we'd like to educate people about stimming because not many people know what it is, you know. Because mm-hmm. e- yeah. e- like I said, everyone does it. Everyone kind of you know clicks the pen, doodles, but they don't actually know what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, um, we asked a few teachers in our school if they knew what stimming was, and they didn't. But when we told them what it was, they're actually really like happy to learn that, and they're really interested in what we're doing. Um, yeah. And I think it would be really good if we could uh, implement our findings into the education system and teach teachers and students alike about stimming, how it's okay. beneficial. Well, well there, was, there was a time, uh, and Mr. Carla might remember, where fidgeting was one of the worst things you could be accused of doing in class. Oh, exactly. Uh, but there you go, it was a complete no-no. Yeah, so, but see, we want to create like a more respectful environment. Yeah. Because say, it's, I want to be able to concentrate properly and stimming will help me do that. Yeah. But also the teacher wants to know that they are, you know, being listened to. So if the teacher knows, okay, I'm do- Ella's doodling on her paper right now, She's just trying to focus. She is actually engaging with my class. That yeah. makes, you know, that makes it a better class environment for everyone. Okay. So, how then you you're talking then Ava about getting into the education system. So, we're where, have you brought your project forward or is it being taken on board? Um, yeah, we have actually. We had an interview with um, a professor at the University of Limerick and um, she's going to uh, 
like send their uh, in recording of our interview to like 400 of our students that yeah, are all trained to be secondary school teachers yeah okay. yeah yeah so they will then all know about stimming in secondary school about how you know it's essential it's needed yeah. and also how to like say if i mentioned you know respectfulness say if a student is stimming in class they're yeah. clicking their pen and it's really loud and it's kind of, you know, disrupting the other students around them. They know then to maybe take that student aside and say, okay, you need to stim, so can you do something, is there anything that you can do differently? So the clicking yeah. pen is working for you, but not for me, so we need to find something that works for both of us. So, you know, that's a good, a good right, line okay. of dialogue, yeah. yeah. And the title of it is, is uh, it was catchy as well. What was the title <laughs> of your project? You're happy and you know what, I came up with that. You're happy and you know what, flap your hands. Indeed. Right, okay. And uh, as I say, we're also joined uh, by Lucy Lamb and Alex Scott. Welcome to you both. And, and thanks for joining us. And you're going to tell us a little bit about the, the CANSAT project, which again I know a little bit about from previous years, which is quite a fascinating um, project in itself. So tell us what you're doing. What is CANSAT exactly for the CANSAT so challenge? CANSAT's a competition made by the European Space Agency where you have to build and launch a mini satellite in the sides of a drinks can. So you have to have all of like the tech and you have to have the power and the sensors that you'd have in a normal satellite. And you're taking the air pressure and the air humidity and you can have some other like factors that you want to measure as well if you want. And uh, yeah, then it gets shot up in a rocket up to a kilometre and uh, you take your sensor readings and uh, it has a parachute as well and you have to process all of those and display your data. Oh, you're saying that as if you're writing a little bit of poetry in school or something. <laughs> It's that's quite complicated and yeah, it is. But it's highly specialised, isn't it? It's a good project because you can get uh, people who are interested in different parts of the project all together, and you can all work on it. And it really helps uh, build like interest in space technology and STEM. Right, and, and you're interested in that. You are. Yeah, like okay. all of us on the team, we have different interests to do with it, but we're all interested in it. So. Right. Okay, Lucy, where are you at at the moment with this? And tell us a bit about your involvement. Uh, well, I suppose my kind of main job on the team is PR and outreach and a huge, huge part of the project itself and even when it comes to the judging is outreach and getting involved and getting other people involved. And as a part of that, we got in contact with a local primary school, Scholarsala in Sligo, um, which is uh, three of us on the team. We went to that primary school. Um, so we got involved with the sixth class uh, students and we asked them to kind of come up with our name and even a logo for our team um, and so we you know we submitted or we gave to them you know a form to fill out and they got gave them back to us and we got to pick out a, a first second and third place winner um, and through that we, we were given our name which is Saturn Light Cansat um, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I think the the Twitter is just Ursline Cansat uh, at Ursline Cansat, and our Instagram is Saturnlight Cansat. Yeah. Um, and that you know, if you could go, reach out to us there, it would be amazing. to Follow our journey. You know, we currently just got up the plans for the can itself. Um, so we're you know we're making great progress. So yeah. follow us along with that. It would be amazing. And the pressure is on because the, the, the regional finals are taking place in March. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So you have a, a bit of a deadline to meet at this stage. Yeah, we do. We're all working very hard on the project, but we do think that we will be able to yeah. have it up and running. And it, it, it comes from your personal interest in, in science and the science subjects, is that? Yeah. That'd be fair to say. Yeah, um, everyone on the team is interested in science and you know the different areas of it as well. So. Right, okay. You haven't been involved in putting balloons over Montana in the US lately or anything like that, no. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, Ella, you were saying you were involved as well with, Kansas, with the CANSAT, yeah. yeah. Um, the Sign really has a wonderful culture of promoting um, women in STEM. But also, yeah. um, at the Ursuline, I meant to mention it earlier, but we're really happy to announce that we've been promised an autism unit for next year for the school. So that will help, you know, off the back of our project, that will help us to provide yeah. a, a more inclusive and a more specialised education environment for each student. Yeah. So this is exactly what we hoped to do with our project, to promote, yeah. you know, education and awareness. So so your projects have helped, have helped that bring that about? Yeah. Well, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay. And what, what was the tie with the University of Limerick then, with your... What was the, sorry, was there Was there a tie with the University of Limerick, with your STEMing project? No. Sorry. The, um, uh, sorry, I, well, we'll bring I, it in. Anthony Carroll. Um, Anthony is the physics teacher in the Earthline. Yeah, I, I think um, we were actually approached by University of Limerick yeah. because they felt after the Late Late Show interview that the the whole point of stimming and the project was to get the word out there, as we're talking about today, that to make teachers aware, as Ella and Ava said, that it's it's a sense of respect and inclusiveness that it can work both ways so that you know, education actually goes smoother. So yeah. to get the new teachers coming out doing this as a pre-service course... Yeah, uh, well, this this is uh, this is science being made fun, isn't it? Uh, they yeah. enjoy, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they're all nodding their head. They enjoy this. That's the ultimate goal, if you can. Yeah. And, and I think, as um, Lucy and Alex were saying, CANSAT seems difficult. Like it seems very high. Well, tech. it sounds very difficult. Um, I, mean, I was reading it earlier and listening to the girls this morning. It sounds incredibly complicated. Yeah, and it's just, and it's just and it, and when you get to the end of it, you sort of you do wonder how did we get to this point that we can do yeah. this now. But that's the whole point of the project, to go out of your comfort zone and do something that you have to learn as you go. You don't have the skills at the start, but you do at the end. And that's what's great about cancer. It pushes you into this space age technology, yeah. um, albeit very basic at the start. By the end of it, it's, it's a very professional piece of equipment they have. Yeah. The science subject still popular or more so or less so or... Is, is it changing I, I, I think all the time? It's growing. It's it's more yeah. popular, but certainly the idea of BT and CanSat and SciFest, they're the things that add the fun element, the extracurricular element. There, I think what stops it going stale. If you can have students involved in them, yeah. then it, it works both ways. It's great for everyone. Okay, at this stage, you're all still very young in your careers. Are you, do you are you all looking towards a, a sort of a science orientated career at this stage? Uh. Or? Not really, actually. Not really, I'm, okay. I'm looking Same. to do psychology. Ava yeah. wants to do art, I think. Yeah, I want, I want to do art, but I also would be happy to like continue our project. I think it could get really, really far, and it already has. Um, okay. So I think I'd yeah, like to keep actually, working on this, maybe as a side thing as well, even. Yeah, we have... Um, we've came up with a fidget cube that we're hoping to manufacture and sell in the future. So our fidget mm-hmm. cube... Lots of people will have a fidget cube. It's just a cube with, like, fidgety sides on it. Yeah. yeah. But our one has detachable sides, so that okay. you can switch in and out the sides you want so it, you know it's a more personalized experience mm-hmm. and when we were up at the bt um competition we were we were talking to you know multiple people about a project and one lady worked for sligo university hospital and she said that when we were producing those she would love to order in a load of them yeah. in bulk because oftentimes you'll have kids come in and they're very distressed you know they'll, they're suddenly in hospital they don't have yeah. anything with them mm-hmm. and if 
they have access to our fidget cubes. They can then choose, you know, which ones, yeah. which sides they want. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's customizable to them because, like, you will have the cube and you'll buy it, and it has all these nice sides, but you might only like two of them, and so you're paying for a product that you know you're yeah. not going to really use. Yeah. And so, since um, our project has like the cube is detachable sides, then it's catered to what you need, and so everyone's kept happy. Then. Yeah, <laughs> that ties into what we were mentioning earlier yeah. as well with the respectful environment. If you're clicking mm -hmm. something, it's annoying. You can just change out the side. Fascinating. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, the concept is competitive, isn't it? You're, you're competing. Is it schools from all over Ireland or all over Europe? Or well, we have the regionals, which I think is just uh, the surrounding area. But they have a national competition as well, and then okay. an international, I think, as well. All right. So, okay. Uh, we get like uh, schools from all over the country compete in it. So. All right. Well, good luck yeah. with that. And it's it's Sorry, actually Anthony, just yeah. to, to point out, Ireland's actually done very well in the concept from the European level. So. The standard's quite high here, so if they yeah. make make it through the national, then we know we have a good shot in the Europeans. The nationals are in May and the Europeans are in June. Yeah, okay. So when they talk about, you know, a, a rocket and a parachute and bringing it, it sounds incredibly complex. Is there a lot of work involved, Anthony, for the students? There is an incredible amount of work. Yeah. Um, that, that's what <laughs> makes it interesting it that there's ones who do coding and there's yeah. ones who do PR and there's ones who make the parachute. And so everyone... They have their specialities, but they all know the project at the end of it. And it's it's like a, a launch team from NASA. By the end of it, you've got this sort of professional group that can have something dropped, parachute will deploy, and they're even building their own radio antenna to communicate okay. wirelessly with the laptop from up to two kilometres away. 